Goes On Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. Time now to hear from JJ or Jesse, depending on when you catch them, because they identify as gender fluid. I would say I identify as a non-binary gender fluid person. Non-binary. So you don't feel entirely male or entirely female any of the time? No, correct. Yeah, mm. I'm just a me, a person who just flirts between the binaries as I please. But you flirt quite, I was going to say dramatically in either way, don't you? So you either present as very male or you present as very female, don't you? That's your choice. Yeah, I do. And, and it's a, it's an open field because there's a lot of people that who are non-binary who will really rock a beard and wear a full face of makeup and a dress. Mm. But that's just not, I think everybody has their own style and that's, that's mm. not really me. So what is you? How do you prefer to dress? Oh, does it depend on the day? Tough. It, it kind of does. I mean, it's weird because biologically I was born male. Mm. So I've obviously gone through male puberty and I'm now essentially a grown male adult. Mm-hmm. But maybe a different life. I may have, if I would have been aware of the stuff I am now, I, I may have transitioned as a as a young child. And then now I'd be more feminine. But I've, I still reckon I would be a non-binary person. So, you, I mean, you're not exactly old, though, are you? It's not It's not like you're saying it's too late to transition. I, I certainly know people who are in their 50s or 60s that might say it's too no, late. But it's, you're what, in your 20s? 27. Yeah. 27. It's never too late, never. But I think for transition for people, it's unique to them and their circumstances and situation. Mm. I believe everyone has a choice and everyone has a path. And, and I'm happy with the life I have, although... Maybe if I knew now what I knew then, I might have gone down a different route. I don't want to go down that route now because I'm happy mm. the way things are. About pronouns, which do you prefer? Like today, you're male identifying. Would you be offended if I called you he or him? No, not at all. Um, I think again, I think it's personal to the person. Everybody's so different. I have friends out there who are specifically they and them. They they do not want to identify either female or male. They they're strictly non-binary and they're like. They so they are a great person, or mm. they are coming round for tea instead of he's coming round for tea or her. And it's quite interesting because a lot of languages don't even have gender in them. Mm. Um, I think Turkish is one. There's no he or she. There's no pronouns for the gender. But for me, no, I, I think a lot of my life has has been male dominated. So for me to to switch it up, it's going to be a big adjustment for people. I could go there, but right now I'm I'm just happy to to kind of go with he, she, they, them, anything. Oh, anything, right, anything. okay. So if you're male presenting like now, I could call you he or him, but obviously if you're presenting as Jesse, I'd refer to you as she and her. Correct, yeah, that, that works with me. It's totally fine. I've been called a lot worse <laughs> from, from other people. <laughs> so how old do you think you were when you first thought, oh, I'm not like the other boys at school, there's something going on here? A child. I knew from being small that I was different, Um my dad caught me dressing in my mum's clothes as a small a small child. Oh, yeah? How old? Uh, probably, say, three or four, as early as that. Mm. I kind of set me down a different path because the first reaction was to kind of make a joke and embarrass me in front of everyone. It's like, oh, I found him doing this. And then as a child, you think, oh, it's wrong. I'm not allowed to do this. I shouldn't, mm. I shouldn't do that. So... People, can you remember that far back? Can you remember yeah, what, what what it felt like when you dressed in your mum's clothes? <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, it just felt it was just something that I knew I had to try and experience. It was just I was just drawn to it, like mm. like I'm also drawn to playing football or watching the boxing or the UFC. It was just something that no matter how far I went, I always was drawn to the feminine side of things as well. 
And how else did you express it then? You, you say you were you dressed up in your mum's clothes. Was was that all that you did as a child? Yeah, well, I, I did until I got caught, and then I think I did what a lot of trans or gay people or LGBTQI people do, and that's run from who they are. Like mm. I spent a lifetime being a, a, as the complete opposite as I could from that situation until quite recently, really, the past couple of years, I really decided, like, no, I'm a, I'm a grown person, I'm an adult, I can, I can face who I am. So really, it sounds like you went from the ages of sort of four to about 25, sort of suppressing that side of you. Yeah, 100%. I think, especially because it's for coming out stories, for me, I had to come out to myself before I could come out to anyone else. It was still a battle that I'm not this person, I can't do that. I'm, you know, always, I was consumed by guilt and and shame and fear of what other people would think. And then it just got to the point where I was like, no, you know what, I'm doing nothing wrong, I'm not hurting anybody, I'm just being me and expressing myself, and it went from there, really. How did you manage to come out to yourself then? And certainly for some people I've spoken to, they actually like said it out loud on a beach or spoke to themselves in the mirror or...? <sighs> I, I actually don't know the exact moment. It was kind of... I went to a fancy dress party of a friend's and I went as as a female mm. and I just knew at that moment that everything felt too good and I was probably happier on that night than I had been uh, for a lot of other times. So I think it was after that I come home and I was like, right, I need to have a, a hard talk with myself as well as other people. Yeah. So how, how did it feel then when you were at this fancy dress party and you'd put a frock on and you were actually in front of your friends and your partner yeah. in, in what was supposedly fancy dress, but it was more than that for you? Yeah, no, it was. It was, it was definitely more... I don't know, I just played the, the group idiot and joked about that I enjoyed it too mm. much when really I was just in my element and was like, oh, well, this feels different, but, but mm. nice. <laughs> and this was literally a couple of years ago. Yeah, might be a bit more, maybe about four or five years ago, okay. yeah. And then when was the first moment you went out and bought a dress for yourself and thought, I'm really going to pursue this, I really, I can't ignore this any longer? Maybe 18 months ago, two years ago-ish. Mm. I think I think my first night out as Jesse was about two years ago on Canal Street. Oh, okay, um, in the gay village in Manchester. It was, certainly was, and it was great, felt amazing. Uh, you know, I was meeting friends... We had a makeup artist meeting us and, and we was going for the full Shazam. But I was still, to my friends, I was like, when I'm ready, I might I might not be ready to leave the hotel. I might just end up staying in because I was that scared. So you did it with friends. So you felt comfortable enough to tell people then? Yeah, well, I say friends. Friends who was who was going through similar stuff to what I was because mm-hmm. I joined social media and that gave me a whole new world of connection and other people. That was kind of when I also come to terms with myself because that social media, people are themselves even if nobody else knows about it so i know plenty of people who are closeted on social media but they're themselves on the social media it's just the rest of the people who don't know who they are that's really interesting so you came out to strangers essentially to begin with yeah pretty much yeah and in fact twitter's been really important for you i think hasn't it and instagram yeah it just gave me a place to belong um from all them years of you know being scared of telling friends or family or feeling that i'm you know alone with my own mind I, i joined Twitter originally, just to venture and see if there was other people like me, and then it just opened up a whole new kind of world, and I kind of got some followers and, and people. Well, let me just tell you, Jesse said, you might, you've got, so do you prefer being called Jesse or JJ? Either. I get called, I get called everything, Jesse, JJ, Jester, the lot, yeah. I get all sorts. So. But you don't mind? You're I don't, being, no, I don't If you're mind identifying either. as a man... Uh, to, like today, you're male presenting. Yeah, I'd say JJ today. JJ, but then if I were to meet you in the evening and you were all frocked and had your hair flowing with and all your amazing makeup, Jesse. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, Probably, Jesse. 
Anyway, what I was going to say was, yes, JJ, you say you've got some followers on Twitter. It's about 80,000, isn't it? Uh, not quite that much. Not far. About 70, I think. It's a lot. How did you get that many followers then? Are that many people on Twitter interested in your story, I think, aren't they? <sighs> I think, I mean, the, the thing that I found was it gave me a place to belong and then as I become more confident I kind of grown with the journey and I have people mm. message me now like I followed you when you had one follower or you know 100 followers and now to see the journey through mm. Twitter has been quite incredible for them but also through that platform I've had so many people message me and say I'm married to a beautiful woman I've got kids I love them but there's this side of me and I can't tell them I don't know how to I know you've managed to do it can you help me do that so mm. it's been quite interesting seeing how many people want the support yeah well that is your story so so tell us what that was like tell us what your home situation is yeah so I'm happily married to a beautiful woman I have two beautiful children and I have a really supportive liberal family my mum's great my brothers are great everyone's been great really but I think I was I was trapped in the prison of my own mind of fear of coming out to them. Mm. So I first came out to my wife, and that was after the fancy dress party. I, you know, I was like, right, this is serious. I need I need to have this chat now. And I, at the time, I was fully prepared to lose my wife in terms of I didn't know how she would take it. You know, it's a, it's a big thing to say to somebody that I think I might like this or I might be gender fluid or I'm not sure what it is. I, I didn't know what her reaction was, but I knew. To go forward, we had to be honest. And how did you phrase it? Did you say I'm non-binary, I'm gender fluid? No, I, I mean I'd never even heard of those terms by then. Um, I just, I just explained the situation. I was just like, look, we did this fancy dress party, and for me, it felt amazing. And you know, I explained that all my life I felt a little bit different, and you know, my heart was racing out of my chest. And I was like, I, I didn't know how she take it, and she was amazing. To be fair, she was like, well, you know, you're still you. I still love you for the person you are. So we'll go on the journey together and that's where it all started really mm. you're pretty lucky then because as you say you were really scared that you'd lose her and, and she's really supported you yeah she's been amazing yeah stole her wardrobe <laughs> 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 now she steals mine <laughs> um but yeah no she's, she's just been an incredible rock even through telling people and coming out to other people she's always been there she's offered to you know speak to people on my behalf if that's been something i've wanted to do but really she's been great because it's, it's a big thing and jesse is not really the person she met, but we've we've moved with it. She met JJ, who is you know your JJ today. You're, yeah. You've got quite a lot of stubble. You've got your motorbike gear on. You came in with your motorbike helmet, <laughs> and you're quite blokey. You've got quite a blokey job, haven't you? What's yeah, that's it. I'm a gas engineer. You're a gas engineer. It's not like sort of gay book of jobs, is it? No. Or, or a very fe- sort of yeah. traditionally feminine role, is it? No, and I think that's. It took a lot of people by surprise because I'm not like people assume you to be, you know, eccentric or camp or flamboyant mm. or. But I tend to find it's it's not the case really. People are just them. Is it a case then? Because you say. You refer to Jesse almost as like another person, don't you? Is it almost like you've got a separate identity? It's weird. I kind of... Because I'm... It's a really difficult one. The situation I'm in, I'm still with my career and my mm. children. I'm, I'm still in the early stages of figuring out where I need to be and where it's going to go. Mm. Um, so I'm just kind of keeping them a little bit separate just, just for now while things pan out. And I see how, you know, just recently I... had. Uh, like an ex group of friends find out and stuff who, you know, didn't take it as well as a lot of close people did. And it's just until everything settles down and the dust settles and I can kind of figure out where I need to go, I've kind of put them in separate boxes. But for me, that's me, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm 
although I'm JJ now, I'm just as much Jesse. So mm. it's, um, yeah, I think it's deeper. That must have hurt you then, those people just not accepting it, or just do they not understand it? Uh, I, I, it's all right. <coughs> Bless you. No, I mean, I've I've got so much love and support around me, and and you know these people who, who try to mock me or whatever, it just backfired on them. So I'm I'm not really I'm I'm not too fussed about that. Mm. And what about your kids? Because they're quite young, aren't they? Are they sort of aware of it or not really? So my youngest is two, so she's uh, she's an angel. No, she she doesn't understand yet, so I'm not going to put that on her. I've had the chat with my eldest now, which when I first met you I hadn't. Oh, so um, how old's your eldest? She's eight. Okay. And I, um, before I kind of properly came out to everyone, I, I did a photo shoot with my uh, friend Patrick, and he did some amazing photos, and that was when I was like, I'm going to show people these. Um, and I shown like my mother-in-law and, and a few other people before they knew the full extent, mm-hmm. and I just kind of told them a white lie. I said I was helping a friend out, and, you know, he's, he's got an upcoming business, and I, I offered to do it. Um so we showed my little girl a picture, and she was quite like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Like, she, you know, kids are innocent; mm. they they are all, they only know what they're taught. Um, so she she got it great, and then I had the chat maybe a month and a half ago, and that was it was she was amazing. She was just like, "I don't care, like as as long as you're happy, Daddy. That like, doesn't matter to me. Like, it's fine." So kids are amazing, they, aren't they? They're just sponges; they're soaking everything, and and that's why. It's important for LGBTQI education at an early age because they're not taught what's right and wrong. Um, or they don't grow up knowing that they're taught what's right and wrong. And mm. if we show them that it's okay to be yourself and and express yourself, then I think it'll go a long way. Absolutely. Well, I always say homophobia and transphobia is definitely taught. Children are not born with those views. No, they're, exactly. They no child is born racist or discriminative no. or no. homophobic. It just they're not. They're just mm. innocent. So, how did it go with your parents then? Was that a big issue telling them that you were gender fluid? Uh, no, not really. See, my dad's quite difficult because he, he doesn't open up at the best of times. Not even to mm. my mum. He's quite. Um, he just keeps everything to himself. He's great, and he, he's. I know he has no problems with it or or whatnot. But I'm still yet to have that conversation with my dad. Um, whereas, like, I've spoken to my brothers about it. I've spoken to my mum. I've spoken to everybody about it, but my dad really. Mm. Um, but it's not that we we avoid it. I just think I think my dad needs to be at a place where he's okay to talk about it. Um, and your mum's quite cool about it, isn't she? Uh, my mum's awesome. Yeah, she's she's really I did, open. I did see a fantastic quote on Twitter recently, actually. Yes, can you tell us that she did? So when I did come out to my mum, she was just like incredible, and and I, I then introduced her to Jessie, and we you know we go out for coffees and do all sorts and she's really supportive and then we come to the subject of telling everybody else because mm. it was quite it's quite hard to suppress like like i said quite a lot of followers on social media i don't hide it i just don't particularly push it down everyone's throat mm. as well um so we had the chat about telling the rest of the family and my mum was like yeah i think you should go for it because it's easier you know rather than someone slip up or someone stumble across it and they have to find out through other means um you know, there was no pressure, but there was certain encouragement to tell them. And she just said that those that matter won't care and those that care won't matter. And I just thought, yeah, she's right, really. It was it was good advice because none of them cared. Yeah, she's a wise woman. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say wise. <laughs> she's regarding that. Though. Yeah, she is. She's great. So, just going back to this first day that you went out in public as Jessie, how, how did that pan out? How was What was that like, walking 
you know, in broad daylight, in your dress. It wasn't a fancy dress party. No, it, it was great. I felt like myself. I felt liberated and, and free for the first time to so just be me. And that um, gave me the confidence then that I knew um, I could just be me and, mm. and not worry about what people think. Uh, it was in Obviously, it was in the safe zone, so it was in Canal Street where people accept everything. But I kind of I kind of feel like everybody gets set up and caught up about what other people think about you. But then when you're mm. kind of out there, everyone's wrapped up in their own life. No one cares what you're doing. Like, I've been out so many times now in the day as Jesse, and no one's batted an eyelid, and it's mm. just because... People are busy with their own life. They don't really care what mm. you're doing with yours. And what's, I guess it was difficult. Was it just an adjustment to go shopping and go to those ladies' shops? And Yeah, it's just getting yourself mentally prepared, really. But, it's, again, it's still something that I'm learning and, and growing with, but I'm getting more confident every day. So mm. that, that's, that's I, feel, good. I feel like you've been on a real journey and you're still on it, really. Well, absolutely. I mean, I was on the radio myself with Jesse not long ago, and that was new, so... Mm. It's uh, yeah, no, it's good. I'm growing, and I think I think um, there's a lot more to come, a lot yeah. more help to give. I feel like maybe in the past, someone that sort of identified as you in terms of their, you're obviously straight. You've got your wife, you've got your kids, you've got your day job as a gas engineer, yeah, and then you dress up as a female. Other times, may have been called a transvestite. Yeah, definitely. And I, I kind of I get I get that as well. I just think. It's really difficult because there's, there's, there's different paths that people take and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Mm. Um, so, the, you know, I know people who are a transgender female as such, but they just can't transition or they won't just because of either fear or life circumstances or persecution mm. or exclusion from the family. And it doesn't make them, I suppose, any more or less trans than someone who's, right. you know, born into a billionaire family, got everyone accepting them, they can pay for surgery and transition and there's going to be no, you know, no concerns in the world. And I just think everybody's path to where they're going to be is completely different. So I have friends, for example, you know, from Scotland and Ireland, and they are both, they identify as a cross-dresser. They're like, nope, mm. it's nothing to do with my gender identity. I don't feel like a woman on the inside. I just enjoy dressing up. Okay. And that's that. And that I kind of would see more as a, a, a transvestite. Whereas in, for me, you know, I've toyed with the idea of transition. I've, I've toyed with the idea of hormones and bl- blurring the two. I've, I've gone down every avenue in my mind, but I know it's more... I wouldn't describe myself as cisgender if that makes sense. Mm. So I kind of feel that's the difference. If you had to tick one of those boxes then, when you're filling out a government form or whatever it is, what, what would you tick? I would tick other, or mm. MX, mm-hmm. if that comes out soon. Hopefully it will. Oh, yeah, get yourself an MX passport one day, maybe. That's it, that's the plan. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's it's a greater scale than just male or female, that's for sure. It's a, it's a wide spectrum. Mm. We all fit somewhere. So will there be days still, you think, where you feel quite masculine? Will it still blur, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think I think it'll always be there. And it took me a long time to realise that was OK. I didn't have to just fix it. You know, a lot of people are like, no, I have to do this because that's me all of the time. Um, whereas in for me, it's not. So when I actually stumbled across the term non-binary and gender fluid then and I researched it, that's when it really resonated. And I was like, oh, well. Well, that's okay. That's a bit different. I don't have to make a choice that's I'm either this or that. I can kind of just be me and and experience it as it comes. And when you finish your day working, like fixing boilers and stuff, you come home. Do you like take off all your oily clothes and dress as a woman, or do you sort of whatever? It depends. Yeah, it, depends. it doesn't really matter. It, you know, clothes are clothes. It, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, 
I enjoy female clothes more because they're comfier, in my opinion. But <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Mm. What's the future then, Jesse? Do you think JJ? <laughs> I, just to keep growing, keep learning, and I, I kind of feel now I've got a bit of a platform to do some good. I want to do some good, and mm. and I'm confident enough in my own self to now, you know be open and tell people who I am and hopefully that'll inspire a few other people to come out and, and tell people who they are without being terrified. That's the mm. plan. Mm-hmm. And what advice would you give to other people sort of really questioning their gender identity and feeling a bit unsure like you were a few years ago? You didn't really understand yeah. it, did you? I, I would. Uh, my advice would just be, you know, keep exploring, keep being you, don't be ashamed, don't hide from it, kind of come out to yourself Find out what you are, where you want to be, where you want to fit. And then once you've got everything that you need to know, then you can start sharing with other people. Because the last thing you need to do is um, kind of give people mixed signals as well. It's, it's quite difficult. I mean, I've had loads of friends message me like, do I need to do this? What's this? And I'm just like, you're going off on a tangent. Just just mm. relax and, <laughs> and we'll, we'll cross them bridges as they come. But as long as you're not sending mixed signals out to everyone, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Fabulous. Well, thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. And good luck for the rest of your journey. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. I really appreciate JJ talking to me because I do feel that they're kind of at the beginning of their journey and it's only very recently that they've been identifying as gender fluid. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goswell. And Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. Next time around on Coming Out Stories, you'll hear from Matthew Schaefer. He's an actor, dancer, choreographer and author. He's so out and proud, he's even written a book called Dancing Out of the Closet. He wasn't always out and proud, though. In fact, he was in the closet till his 20s. He even had a girlfriend because he was worried about ruining his career. At that point, it was so far, I'd lied so long, I'd betrayed so many people by saying, oh, I'm not gay, I'm not gay, I'm not gay, that at that point I was like, fuck, if I come out now, all of those people will be right, and I will look like an asshole.